Welcome to Pathway to Faith Podcast, the media ministry of Harvest Church International Outreach, where we elevate and nurture families through the Word of God. We are so glad that you are here and believe that God will change your life through today's message. Let's listen. Here we go. So if you didn't tune in last Sunday, last Sunday, um, my message was called The Starting Point. And the starting point was basically where God want us to begin or to get back to. And that was the basis of faith, right? My scripture, my foundational scripture, and I won't go far in that, but my scripture in that was Hebrews eleven six, 6, where it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And going down the list, we found out in his word that faith is God. Can you say that? Faith is God. He is the living God that we found out throughout faith is impossible or <laughs> without God is impossible to please himself. Wow. Man, that was such a revelation. I said, okay, I got it now. So today, tonight, um, I'm going, to, I'm going to start where I left off on Sunday, and I left off on this particular point. Um, I started, I can find my notes, I started, or I ended in flow. I ended how to vitalize your faith, or how to activate your faith, okay? So in doing that, can you go to John chapter 7? Verse 38, John chapter 7, verse 38. When you feel like you're in a spiritual slump, God says you can go back to where it first began. Let's pray. God, we thank you. We honor you because you're good and your mercy is everlasting. We thank you for your compassion and we thank you for your love. We thank you for in this moment you said where two or three are gathered in your name. You say that you are here in the midst. So now we acknowledge you that you're in our midst. Thank you for being here with us. Now I'm asking you, according to your word, to transform your people, the way they think, the way they walk, the way they talk, the way they operate. I thank you in this moment that you're going to do just what you said, because you said your word would not return void, but it shall accomplish the way it was sent. We give you praise, glory, honor in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody shout amen in the house. Somebody shout amen in the house. And you shout amen too wherever you are. All right, here we go. So I'm going to start from flow. John chapter 7, verse 38. It says, he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. I'm going to read that from the Passion Translation. It says, believe in me so that the rivers of living water will burst out from within you, mm. flowing from the innermost being, just like the scripture said. So you know me, your homeboy, this is what I did. I went to the dictionary and I looked up the word believe because I want to make sure I have the right definition and I know what the Lord is trying to say to me that I comprehend and I understand 
everything that he's saying. So I went to the definition to believe. Here's believe. Believe means to have a strong confidence. Mm. To have a strong confidence or reliance upon someone or something. Here we go. It says to have, here we go, complete or full trust and reliance. Say full trust. Full trust and reliance. Here we go. To believe in God includes the acknowledgement of his existence. This is how this starts. You have to know. You have to. You have to know that God exists. That's how you know that you have strong confidence and you can depend on what he says. Okay. Now, rivers of living water, which is the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, can now flow from the hearts of the people who believe in God. And then, and only then, the Holy Spirit, at that point, at that moment, it's instantaneous. He will activate himself inside of you. It's that fast. When I believe, Holy Spirit activates. When you believe, the Holy Ghost activates. Now, he activates, he comes alive inside of you to all who comes in faith with Christ. Everybody got that? All right. So hit up my, my, my first high C. Uh, <laughs> it's high C orange. You know, I just, you know, just get you a couple of beverages tonight. Uh, hopefully you're thirsty. Uh, here we go. So my first one, it says, hey, it says, believing in God is foundational to having a relationship with him. One more time. Believing in God is foundational. It's the foundation to having a relationship with him. Uh, do me a favor. Let's go to John chapter 15, verse 14 and 15. John chapter 15, verse 14 and 15. Believing in God again is the foundation. This is the setting point to having a relationship with him. Okay? Mm, this is good. Here we go. So, John 15, 14, it says, you are my friends. Period. You are my friends. Being friends with each other lets us know that me and you have, come on, a relationship. Yeah. So, when you believe, <laughs> when you believe on him, then the Lord says, hey, not only that you have the Holy Ghost inside of you, but now me and you, we have become friends. Yeah. Okay. So he says, hey, you are my friends, but here's the prerequisite. If you do whatever I command you to do, mm, you are my friends. If you do whatever I command you to do. So I said, hey, what did God command us to do? Mm, good. I'm glad you asked. You don't have to go there. Matthew 22, 35 and 40, I'll read it. It says, one of them, an expert in the law, tested Jesus with this question. He said, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God 
with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. He also goes to say this is the greatest, the first and the greatest commandment or command. The second one, he said, is just like it, to love your neighbor as, come on, yourself. So if you are my friends, you are my friends. If you do whatever I commanded you to do, if I commanded you to love, then you are woo, my friends. Man, that's very good. Let me move on with that. So it says, no longer do I call you servants. We're going back to John 15, 14, verse 15. It says, no longer do I call you servants. For a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. Mm. Being, ah, being friends with the Father allows you to hear the intent of his heart. Mm. Man, being friends with him allows you to understand what's on his heart, ah, how to receive from his heart, and then how to implement from his heart. That's only, that's only when you are a friend. Mm, you see, servants can only do what they're told to do. Servants can only do what they are instructed to do. But when you are a friend, you can go in rooms, you can tell your friend off, you can tell them this ain't right, that ain't right, you probably need to do this, or you probably need to do that, you probably need to fix this, you probably need to do that, or let me encourage you to keep on going and do this because I got your back. Jesus says here in this word, when you are a friend of mine, you have the heart of my father. Mm. All right. Because you believe in me, I have established. Here we go. My relationship with you. I will let you know all things if you do whatever I tell you to do. And I'm rounding this up. This is the greatest command for you to love him with your entire being. Here we go. Let's go to that high C number two. Let's go with that another, another, another <laughs> number two beverage. Here we go. Say believing in God takes the word of God to make God work for you. Okay, all right, bring that back. Believing in God takes the word of God to make God work for you. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, here we go. Let's go. Believing in God or to believe in God is to possess, here we go, to possess confidence in him. You see, our confidence in God comes from faith, here we go, resting on God's word. Not only we rest on his word, but we rest on his power, here we go. Not only do we rest on his power, but we rest on his ability, here we go, to act on the word. Everybody got that? Everybody got it? And so it is also through the confidence that in this exchange, here we go, also through that confidence in the exchange, God can experience the fullness of your trust and freedom in him. Is that good? Okay. So the words that you say, they're either going to indicate whether you are believing the word or not. 
The Bible tells us that out of the overflow of the heart, come on, the mouth speaks. If we constantly speak fear and doubt and debt and everything else, right, this is a good indicator of what you have in your heart. If we speak about God's faithfulness and his promises, that indicates that we are standing in faith. So here we go. If you want to grow, if you want to grow your faith and starve out doubt, you must begin, here we go, to confess the word of God. Everybody have that? If you want to starve out your doubts, you must feed your mind and continue to confess what God has said. Does that make sense? All right, because the words that come from your mouth comes from the abundant supply that is in you. I'll say that again. The words that come from your mouth comes from the abundance that is already put in you. Okay, here we go. Let's go to John, 1 John 5 and 14. It's a familiar passage of scripture, and now read that as we go along. It says, this is the confidence Here we go. This is the confidence which we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he says that he what? He hears us. Everybody got that? All right. And I'm going to John. Let's let's move on. Let's go to John chapter 17, verse 20 through 23. This particular passage, it says Jesus was praying for the believers. Okay. Verse 20, it says this, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe, here we go, who will believe in me. Let me go back again. Let's read that again. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe, who will believe in me through their word. Here we go. Moving on that they all may be one. Who is they? Who is they? The disciples. That they all may be one as you, the Father, ooh, as you, the Father, are in me, which is Jesus, and I in you, which he's talking to you, that they may also be one, here we go, in us. That's very good. And that the world, here we go, may believe that you sent me. Come on, moving on. Here we go. And the glory which you gave me. This is real good. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them. Mm. Mm. Not only, ah, man, not only that you believe in him and that you're a friend of him, he also gave you the Holy Ghost. Here we go. And he also gave you part of his glory. Ah, man, there is no way we should be defeated in this life at all. I mean, at all. That is good. 23, and the glory which you gave me, I have given them, meaning you, and that may be one, that they may be one just as we are. Come on. We are one. Uh, So our responsibility, here we go. Our responsibility in believing in God now is to do this, and I like this, is to discover the proof, to believe in the proof. Mm. 
and respond by faith. I'll say that one more time. Our responsibility now, since we are believing in God, is to discover the proof, to believe in the proof, and to respond by faith. Let's go to John, 1 John chapter 1, verse 1 through 3. 1 John chapter 1, verse 1 through 3. And I'm reading this from the New Living Translation. It says, we proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, mm, whom we have heard and seen. Here's the proof. We saw him with our own eyes. This is the disciples talking about Jesus, right? He came back, resurrected came to the room, right, closed the door, hey, look at the nails, you know, look at the nails that was in my hand, look at the nails on my feet. Right? This is also the time where Thomas didn't believe because he wasn't there. But disciples was in there with Jesus, and they said, hey, look, look at this, look at me. Now, can you believe? All right, so this scripture here, ooh, this is good, this is good, I'm coming for you. It says, we proclaim to you that the one who existed from the beginning whom we have heard and seen. We saw him. We saw him with our own eyes. It's the proof. And we touched him with our own hands. He is, whoo, here we go. Whoo, he is the word of life. Man, this one who is life itself has revealed to us and we have seen him. They're just, they're just giving us the proof now. And now we can testify and proclaim to you, the new believers, to you, that he is the one with eternal life. He was with the Father, and then he was revealed to us. So again, chapter, I mean, verse 3, it says, We proclaim to you that we ourselves have actually seen and heard, so that you, here we go, may have relationship with him. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. So here we go. Saying all that to say, faith is trusting in you of what you have the evidence for. Mm. Faith, ooh, that's good. Here we go. Let's go back. We just said that faith is God. We went through all of that, that God is faith. So God is trusting in you of what you have the evidence for so he can respond to what you believe. Ooh-wee. Ooh, boy. So our confession of the word of God or our confession, what we say of him, what we believe of him should increase who he is in you. Once that is increased, it gives us now the evidence. Say the evidence of something that we know that is what? Already true. Okay? So if your confession is wrong, then here we go. That's what my pastor said. If confession is wrong, then our believing is wrong. And if your believing is wrong, then your thinking is wrong. And if your thinking is wrong, it is simply because we have failed. The proof wasn't in the pudding. Say this with me. This is high C3. Come on, I got another drink for you. It says, believing God... Helps you overcome 
the impossible. Believing in God helps you overcome the impossible. And of course, uh, on Sunday, I went, you know, with the definition of what was impossible. And I can say this with you today, and I'll go over the definition. What is impossible? Not impossible. Impossible means not able to occur, not able to exist, or not able to be done. To overcome the impossible, here we go. You just can't doubt. You can't be fearful. You can't be afraid. You can't be timid. You can't be discouraged. Anything that is contrary to what you believe, it won't work. Not only won't work, he won't respond. Mm. James 1.6, it says, but when you ask, you must believe. Ooh, when you ask, you must believe. It just seems like every scripture that I read, it said that you must do it. Like you don't, you don't have an option. You don't, hey, as a believer, you don't have an option to not believe. Is that good? Is everybody getting that? Okay, so it says, let me go back. It says, when you ask, this is James 1 and 6, but let him ask in faith. Let's do that. Without doubting, for he who doubt is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. So when you don't believe, doubt makes you unstable. When you don't believe, doubt makes you double-minded. Doubting will make you question your ability. Mm. It makes you question your character. Man, it will almost make you question your integrity. Doubting will also keep your mind in uncertainty mm, and probably unwillingness. To overcome the impossible, you have to put, say you have to put, your trust and rely on God, <laughs> on God. So when you trust God without doubting, God will give you what you, hey, here we go. When you trust God without doubting, God will give you what you need to overcome. Here's the good thing about that. And I can change that because God has already put in you what you need to overcome. Mm, I can remember the scripture. Uh, the scripture says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and also by the word of your testimony. Mm, okay, I'm going down. Those who truly believe in God will not doubt him. The reason why is because God is to do his will within our lives. You should also trust God. Who? this is good. You should also trust God to remove what's binding you. And you should also trust God to what's hindering you. Mm. Not only that, you should also trust him if you're not bearing fruit. Yeah, that's deep. Yeah, that's deep. Man, so I'm going to close on this. In order to see things manifest in your life, for rivers to flow from your life, you have to have, here we go, strong confidence in the proof. Have strong 
confidence in the proof that God exists. And when you do, believe in that. Here we go. Believe in the proof. Because once you believe in the proof, you receive the grace, which you receive by believing in him. Does that make sense to everybody? Um, I challenge every believer to go back to where you first believed. I believe in life you get so far ahead, you just you just get so far ahead to where you just feel like you're just out in the open and just a miss and you're just living life and you're just, you're just throwing a rock to see if you can hit something. And God was like, hey man, you don't, you know you don't have to do that, right? <laughs> you know, you know you have me inside of you, right? You know you can come back. You can take a couple of steps back. And see me in all my fullness. What I just want you to do, I really want you to believe in the proof that I am. Once you believe in the proof, then I can do my job. <laughs> That's all God wants you to do. And I asked myself and I said, Lord, why, why do we make it so hard? And I asked that question Sunday. I said, why, why do we make things so complicated when it comes to him? Why are we working so hard to earn something that he already given us when we received him? And I thought about it. Somewhere along the line, we probably have missed. We probably have missed the things that he told us that we can have and to believe on and believe the people. Believe the person who told you about him that probably didn't know too much about him. So it is important to be in the right ministry. It is important to be under the right pastor. It's very important to do that. And I'm saying that because I wouldn't have known this if I hadn't been under the right ministry. And for some of us that have lived our entire lives, and didn't know what we possess. Now, here's the thing. Now, you don't have to work hard. Oh, you don't have to work hard for the Holy Ghost to flow now. All you have to do is open up your word and find the proof. When you find the proof, tell him about the proof. And then he says, I can respond to myself. Oh, that's good. That's real good. That's all he wants. That's the believing part. So to activate faith, all he wants you to do is to believe in the proof. Where is the proof? In the word of God. Here's my question. Do you even open up the word of God to find the proof? We found what happened with Daniel. We found what happened with Job. We found what happened with Matthias and, and Matthew and, and John and, and, and Peter. And we found out what happened with them in the Bible. And that was their proof. What about your proof? Do you believe God is a healer? 
Do you believe God can restore? Do you believe God, ooh, do you believe God can flow through you? If you believe, if you believe that, if you believe him, oh, I said that, if you believe him and his proof, and God said I can flow. Mm, that's real good. I want you to do me a favor on those who are watching us all around the world, or those who are tuned in. Can you do me a favor? Can y'all stand to your feet? And this is for the believers. How much? I gotta say this, Holy Ghost. How much do you want to see God flow and work through your life? How hungry? Yeah, here we go. How hungry and how thirsty are you? Are you now? At the starting point. To know that God wants to respond to you if you just believe the proof. Seemingly so, it looks like we are all believers in the house, right? We are saved by faith through grace. He has given us his spirit. But there's a missing component. Rarely we don't see rivers flowing. Yep. Rivers flowing, the, the, the healing that we should be seeing every day. Yeah, restoration that you should be seeing every day. There should be miracles happening every single day. Peter walked, he said, hey, you know, I don't have no silver, no gold, and I'm paraphrasing, but what I have inside of me can change your entire life. And guess what? That same spirit that he had Guess what? You got it too. So here's my question to you believers. Here's my question to you all around the world. What are you going to do now? Are you going to continue to beg and plead? Because the spirit doesn't. Mm, I hear you, Lord. You don't have to be desperate for him. You have him. Yeah. Hey, you, hey, 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 you don't. You don't have to ask for more of him. He's the more in you. Ah, all right, y'all playing me. Um, uh, yeah. Jesus said in his word, in his 14, as in his John 14, 16, he says, greater works. You, he's talking about you. Greater works. You shall do. And I'm saying, Lord, what are the greater works? What is greater than walking on water? Yeah. What is, what is greater than feeding 5,000 people? What is greater than healing the leper? Ah, man. What is greater than, than raising a child from the dead? I just believe in this moment where we are, where our church is, I do believe that revival is coming. But revival can't come unless you believe in the proof. I believe that right now, if we got on one accord and who we believe in, I believe we can walk through hospitals. 
and tell each floor to get up. And they would have to respond. Oh, man, y'all playing me. Y'all playing me. This ain't, this ain't spooky. This is God. All he wants you to, all he wants us to do is to believe in the proof. He said it'll flow. It'll flow continually when you keep believing me. Ah, oh, man. I'm just, I'm just at all. I'm just really at all of God, of God, and just how simple he is. And over time through our lives, we made, woo, we didn't make God difficult. We made our souls difficult and we got distorted by the distractions. Yeah. So, so now my take, now our take as believers, now our take as believers will be this. When you come into the house of God, my focus, my whole being, my entire being should be on him. I think that's the reason why we come to, we come to church for. Now, there are some Sadducees and some Pharisees that come to church too. We, we, we got those in the church, and some of y'all know who they are. But for you, for you, for you, the one who believes, the one that you come here to get edified, to get sharpened, to get pruned, the Lord says, hey, I've been waiting on you all along to believe in me. I've been wanting to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. I've been wanting to pour out my spirit to you. But when you get here, you're distracted. You're not even trying to hear me. And I believe the Lord wants to change that. Mm. Mm. I believe the Lord has already changed that. But he's asking you to transform. Will you transform? Will you transform? Will you change? Will you now believe in the proof? Get into your word, people. Hey, get into your word. Get into your word. Get into your word. Get into your word. The disciple says, hey, I've seen him. I saw him. I touched him. He is the living word. Mm. And guess what? You need to see him. Oh, you need to touch him. Woo, you need to find out that, hey, you are the one. That you are the one. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give generously and make this ministry outreach possible. Click the link in the description to give now or visit hcio.org slash podcast for more information. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Even tag us on social media at Harvest Church KC. Thanks again for listening.